Welcome to Real Estate Radio, hosted by the real estate therapist, Larry Shackman, a top producing real estate broker, author, CEO, and founder of TrustedAgentUSA.com, the ultimate real estate matchmaker, connecting you with top performing agents for 2% commission. Each week, we bring you exclusive interviews with industry experts, covering everything from staging to negotiation strategies to home inspection issues and everything in between. Whether you're selling your home, a first-time home buyer, or a seasoned investor, we've got you covered. Let's make your real estate dreams a reality in this fast-moving and ever-changing real estate market. This program is funded in whole or in part by Trusted Agent USA, Illinois license number 475-145-795. Now, now, here's Larry. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to our hump day broadcast of the Real Estate Radio Show podcast. And we're going to be joined shortly by Dylan Kramer, the guru of all that is mortgages. And Dylan has a lot to talk about today. we got a lot of great stuff to drill down for you. So if you're thinking about buying a home, we have some great content for you today and super important for you to pay close attention. Get a pen or pencil and take some notes because Dylan's going to have some great stuff to share with you. Um, yes, it is December 6th. We are two weeks out, little, little more than two weeks out from, uh, from Christmas, a little more than three weeks out from New Year's Eve. And, uh, here we go, right? Headed straight into 2024. What's the housing market going to be like? We got a lot to talk about today regarding that. So before we do, I just want to thank our sponsors real quickly. And let's thank Trusted Agent USA, TrustedAgentUSA.com. That's where we meld what home buyers, home sellers, and investors are looking for. And that is great agents, top performing, top producing agents in their area to work with at reasonable commission rates. We hear a lot about that. This is one place you're going to find it. And we meld that with what brokers and great agents are looking for. And that is great buyers, sellers, and investors who are serious about moving forward to work with without spending thousands of dollars on customer acquisition fees. So that's what we do at Trusted Agent. I want to also thank our other partners because they're extremely important to this broadcast so first we are going to of course thank the one the only dylan kramer and benchmark mortgage he is the branch manager at the oak brook office of benchmark mortgage but of course does business all over the country and i also want to thank at home title services at home title services near and dear to my heart i am a title agent as well so if you're a broker in illinois and you would like to add title agent to uh the services that you offer your sellers then check out their december 13th virtual uh little get together they're having and go to their website at hometitleservices.com and sign up for their December 13th virtual, uh, virtual, what should I call this? Virtual gathering. I'm bringing Dylan on right now. Hang on a second here. Cause he's going to tell me what I should call it. It's what is it? It's a virtual event, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, just call it a virtual event. That's fine. It's a virtual event. Okay. So, yeah, go there. But also, if you want to save 50% on your title uh, insurance costs, just give me a call, 630-921-0611. I'll show you exactly how to do that and uh, save yourself minimally $1,000 on your title insurance policy. So, uh, want to get right into this now. Dylan, what's up? How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Larry. How are you, my friend? Well, you you look like you're coming back from a very important appointment. All of the appointments are important, Larry. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> Where were you? In the I, office, you know, when I was or? in the city. I was meeting with a, uh, a, a a a guy I know who's a builder, developer, rehabber type guy, and he's got a uh, he's got a a, a, a tenant 
that's interested in becoming a homeowner. So we had kind of a first time buyer introduction consultation, right? So uh, we, we talked a little bit about those details. You know, the thing is, um, I really, uh, you know, I don't often do those meetings in person, but I, I think it's really important for people who are looking at becoming first time buyers to do a consultation, right? And, and, and you know, when we do that, I talk a lot, a, a lot about, you know, the, the idea that a mortgage, any mortgage with any lender that you work with, uh, whether they tell you this or not, is built on three legs of a stool, right? And the, the first one is uh, your credit history and your credit score is shorthand for that. But, you know, there's other stuff we can do to build a credit history for you if you don't have a great deep credit pro credit file. Right. Um, but your credit is one, your equity or down payment on the house is the second. And then your debt to income ratio is the third. And that's the complicated one, right? Because if you're self-employed, what is your income really? Right. Certain debts. This person had some medical debts and was told by somebody else that they can't get pre-approved um, until all that's cleared up, which is just not true. And, and so we really work to help everybody kind of understand this three legs of a stool concept in the pre-approval, because then they're less frustrated by uh, the, the the loan process itself when they get going. But the other thing, and I, I said this to this woman today, and I say it very often, I said, sometimes, Larry, we're, we're our own worst enemies in the business because we don't take time to help folks understand what's going on. Right. And, you know, that's one of the things we're trying to do here with the podcast, right, is help people understand what's going on. Often people raise their hand and they're like, hey, I'd like to buy a house, I think. And then they click on a Zillow ad or they get a name and a phone number of an agent from a guy at work. And they get picked up and dropped on the conveyor belt of the real estate process. And the next thing you right. know, they have <laughs> home inspection and an appraisal, and they're asking for documents on the loan, and they don't even understand what's going on. Yeah. And, and they're so confused. And, and so that transparency is really important to me. And I think that when we consult with buyers up front, helping them understand what's going to happen as well as what happens next is kind of important. Yeah. So that is such a great point. So I just got a, not bragging or anything, but it, it, it kind of segues into what you said, a five-star review from a buyer that I helped buy a million and a half dollar condo downtown at mm -hmm. 195 North Harbor. And his compliment to me echoed exactly what you just said. And they were just just an outstanding family to work with. He's a That's awesome. emergency care physician and you know, the kind of hours these guys work. It's insane. I mean, it's, it's, you think we work crazy hours. Yeah. These and guys, we do. Yeah. I, we do. These guys are, are just off the charts with the hours they work, but the compliment he paid me was awesome agent. Larry was honest and transparent through the entire transaction. And guys, it is so important to A, up front, explain everything, explain the process. But not only that, as you're going through the process, explain what's going to happen next, because people don't remember that first conversation you had with them. Right. And follow up in writing, follow up with emails, follow up with texts, remind people. Uh, you know, they're going to be out to do the survey today. Hey, uh, we're going to have the home inspection is scheduled for this. You have to stay on top of these things, just like mortgage brokers do. Correct. Well, absolutely. And, and I think the other thing, Larry, is, you know, you just have to be understanding of the idea that you're going to explain all this stuff. There's a lot to take in. And so I, I also always tell everybody, look, there are no dumb questions later. Right. Even if you're it, don't pause on asking me for some clarification about whatever um, right. just because you think I already answered it once. It's okay. I, yeah. like, I do this every day. You do this every day. That's different. And, you know, we, we sometimes will buzz the tower or have too many acronyms or talk through stuff in, in the name of urgency of the situation, right? We got to get this place under contract. We got to get the appraisal ordered, whatever. And we're moving fast to help the transaction along, but we're not always 
doing what we can to help the customer along. And that part's important to pay attention to as much as possible as well. Yeah, super, super important to stay on top of things. Communication is key. Communication and transparency is key. Good news, bad news, doesn't matter. You got bad news, deliver it immediately. Headlong into the chaos, my friend. Yes. That is my that is my motto. I'm like, you know, we got a pro. There's there's always a a playbook for every problem we have in the business, right? And so you just, you know, one of the things I think is always funny about mortgage people specifically, and I'm sure you've had this they won't tell you what's going on and then you can't get a hold of them. And then a week and a half later, they come back and they'll be like, you wouldn't believe the major emergency we just averted. I, I don't like those conversations at all. And, and we it, never have those. Right. No, look, I, I, you know what? One of the things is that we, we do from a business standpoint all the time. Um, but it's easier when you're, you're working with people regularly, like you and I work together is I can call you up and say, look, we have this problem on the Smith loan. This is how we're going to attack solving it. I'm going to call Mr. Smith after I talk to you. So if he calls right. you and he's freaked out, like, don't be freaked out, but we need to do this, this, and this to resolve it, whatever. Whether that's an appraisal question or a pay stub question or a title question or a condo association question, all of these things, they, they, they just are things, right? And sometimes they're difficult. We had, you know, there's been a lot of conversation lately and you probably have had some um, with the collapse a few years ago of the Florida condominium. Remember the building collapse? Yes. Yes. One of the things that happened in the last 90-ish days is, is Fannie's rolled out, Fannie and Freddie have rolled out some rules relative to their association reviews and project reviews okay. that they want to review the structural the most recent structural engineering report they need to be done every three years at a certain size of project right and so lenders are trying to find their way and we had a, a, a snag on that specific unit or loan that we were doing um, because there was a question about they, they had the survey but it was from 2020. And right. they said, you know, that we've done this structural engineering survey. We have this question about, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, well, look, that got resolved. And they're like, well, we would like to get some more details. It's like, you know what, given the nature of the problem, it, it would have shown up somewhere else mm -hmm. in this transaction, in the appraisal in, in some of the budgeting and some of the other stuff, like, do we really need to go back to the original structural engineer and send them out for an inspection of a two and a half year old report? Mm -hmm. And so in spite of the fact that you need these structural engineering reports now to do the transactions, they're raising additional questions and it took a couple of days to work through it. And, you know, everybody's up in arms. It's like, well, let's not be up in arms. Let's just get some more information and answer some questions. Yeah, totally. we, went, we went back to underwriting and we're like, hey, we really can't hang our hat on the information from two and a half years ago. Like it was done. And this is a, a secondary issue, not a primary issue relative to the structure and structural integrity of the, the property. And it, so the main point being, like, take a deep breath and relax. Sometimes it takes a couple of days to work out. It just exactly. And you know what? That's what I tell everybody, because, you know, when, whether you're buying or selling or investing, it's a very, very emotionally driven transaction. I don't care which side you're on. It is a very emotionally driven transaction. So right. our job is to help our clients and and consult with them, not sell them anything consult with them and help them move through the chaos and let them know that there's very few problems that cannot be worked out. I have exactly. very rarely in 23 years run into a problem that with a couple, two, three days diligent work, you're not going to be able to work out, whether it's a financing problem, whether it's a home inspection, uh, you know, issue that you're trying to figure out between buyer and seller. Um, they're all solvable. You just have to remain in that state of Zen. The real estate Zen. There it is. Nice. I like it.
I like where you're at with that for sure. There it is. Exactly. Um, Hey, uh, so we're going to talk a lot today about, um, about buyers, right? And we're going to talk a lot today about, uh, about, you know, how and why buying a home is still your best option by far. And I have a stat that is really interesting because, um, you know, there's very little inventory out there, right? It's starting Correct. to pick up a little bit. I'm, I'm putting like three or four properties on the market coming up. I know others that are as well. It's starting to pick up a little bit, but I read this stat from MRED, which is uh, one of the largest uh, MLSs in the country. So in the la- last week, we had a little over 18 hundred contracts properties go under sale right in the last week that even with the low inventory that we're experiencing now even with that we uh are nine percent higher year over year of properties coming under contract so we literally at about 1,826 contracts in the last week, that's 9% more than the same time period last year, which tells us what? There are buyers out there. There, Listen, and, and this is an amazing time to put your house on the market because the buyers that are looking between Thanksgiving and Christmas, these are serious people, folks. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because we're going to be talking a lot about buyers and, you know, how you can increase your own personal wealth through PMI. Yeah, no, I, I, Larry, I, I think that that's, you know, I'm, I'm glad you put it up front. I mean, let's not bury the lead. I think that, you know, one of the challenges that we've had um, it, it, over the last two years, really, I mean, rates started going up about this time two years ago right end of 21 early 22 that that six weeks between end of december and end of january in in that two year ago window um really changed the dynamic of the market and i think that lots of people have been defensive right they they oh my god rates are higher right payments are up and, and it happened over time, right? And between, uh, between the increase in values and the increase in monthly payments, the average three fifty house is now a four fifty house, and and yeah. instead of three and three quarters, now you're you know earlier this fall we were at eight percent. Like that's a two thousand dollar a month commitment in monthly payment. It's astronomical. Yeah. So I understand the nature of being defensive for lots of folks. However. I would argue that all the defensive conversations that we've had under the umbrella, if you will, of marry the house and date the rate, right? You can always get a lower payment later. We talked about it on this podcast multiple times and you said it, hey, you know what? Get out there and get your deal now because you can um, never renegotiate your sales price, right? But you can always renegotiate your payment. So there's a certain amount of defensiveness in that, which I think is healthy for a while. Yeah. But with the coming changes in interest rate levels, we all kind of seem to be in a general consensus, you more than me, that we'll have lower rates sooner and all that goes with that. Which Where are we at right now? Rates are about seven. You've had another good week. You know, I don't think we're seeing sixes print yet, even for the best of customers. But seven is a good number. I mean, so we're right around seven, which is almost a one percent drop in the absolutely. last three weeks. Yeah, no, no, it, it's it's been a nice run, and it might get better. I mean, we have a Fed meeting next week, and that could take a little edge off. And the Fed may say, "Hey, we don't like the market lowering rates," and they may put comments out there next week that increase rates in the short run. But at yeah. the end of the day, the thing we've learned, Larry, and, and not to go off on a Fed tangent, but the Fed is not in charge to the extent that everyone thinks they are, including the Fed. 
Right. The market's in charge. 100%. The mark, the bond market is setting rates. They're setting all the rates except for that overnight rate. They right. said the bond market sets the the 30-day treasury rate. It sets the 10-year T-bond rate. It sets mortgage-backed security prices and therefore rates on mortgages. Mm-hmm. Markets in charge. And at the end of the day, if you you have to accept that the market's in charge. The market seems to be telling the Fed, we're seeing a moderation in economic activity, which may reduce inflation pressures. Now, with all that said, um, I think that if we see lower rates by any margin, we see rates in the sixes, which we're on the cusp of. We're on the cusp of that. I was just going to say, yeah. we're, we're getting there. We see rates in the sixes. We will see a significant uptick in activity. You get to next spring and and you're right and I'm wrong. Let's say that, right? Because I have been arguing for higher rates. I think that if we see fives, it'll be gangbusters. It'll be a crazy market. It's funny you mention that because I saw this little reel that Barbara Corcoran did. And everyone knows Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank and right. she owns Corcoran Real Estate. And she literally... You know, I mean, she is a, a dynamo. She really is in the real estate industry. I mean, she made it in real estate in New York when women didn't make it in real estate right. in New in that atmosphere. A- absolutely. In New York. Absolutely. And she kicked all of their butts. So, but she had this little reel on and she said, look, now is the time to buy a house because when we get back down into anything with a five in front of it, forget about it. Prices are going to go through the roof again by 10, 15%. You're going to have 20, 25 contracts on every house. And now is the time to buy. And, 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 and she's right about those effects. But I would argue a different reason. And it's more urgent. You hinted at it in that conversation. Be greedy. Everybody's scared. And Warren Buffett has said over the years, be greedy when others are fearful. Be fearful when everyone is greedy. So if yeah. we are in a situation where people are fearful of higher payments, higher mortgage rates, they're going to the sidelines, that is the time to be greedy. That's exactly what, what she said. And get what you have been saying now, which is yeah. a locked-in, low purchase price. Yes. Because if you can buy a place, no matter what your target is, right? But let's say it's just kind of your middle of the road, bread and butter type of house at $375,000, right? That's fair. If it's 10% higher in June, you've made $40,000 on your appreciation. Yeah. And then if rates are lower, you're already in a house you made $40,000 in equity. You can refinance cheaper. And how do you do that? Well, you know, I think one of the things for people is to understand, you know, I have, I've had a lot of conversations of late where people are like, I don't want to pay PMI. I don't want to pay PMI or PMI is evil or what I'll, I'll buy when I save 20%. That's silly. It's yeah. very, very silly. Yeah. And, and, and here's why, right? I want everybody to remember the following idea. PMI is a financial safeguard for the lender, not for you. For the lender, it's in essence a foreclosure insurance policy that if you're the person who can't make their payments after they own a house for a while, the lender, when they foreclose, will file a claim with the PMI insurance company. And that insurance company will not make them whole, will make them complete to the extent as if they did the loan 20% down. So it's an equalizer, right? So the insurance insures the gap, if you will, between your the and the losses caused by it between your payment and twenty percent down. Hey, Dylan, what yeah. is what is typically the percentage of the PMI payment to the overall payment in general? Well, Larry, that's a, a little bit of a loaded question because it depends, right? So that's PMI. What I'm here for. I'm here to yeah. ask loaded questions. P- PMI is, is is slotted and is priced in much the same way loans are. So what do I mean by that? 
Um, it, it means that, you know, PMI, if you put 5% down, is going to be relatively cheap. But for the 5% buyer who's got a 740 credit score versus 680 credit score, it'll be cheaper still. And the 680 guy will pay a little more. And at 10% down, it's a little more expensive for the same borrower versus 5%. Right. And then at 15% down, right? And, and so at the end of the day, the more, and I might have actually said that in reverse, but the more you have down, the cheaper your PMI is, the better your credit score, the cheaper your PMI is. And then there are other variables. Buying a condo at the same price as a single family home can be more expensive from a PMI standpoint because of the additional risks of the condo and the project, as we talked about earlier in the podcast. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult. General, with all that said, generally speaking, PMI can be three or five percent of a monthly mortgage payment. It could be as much as 10, but it's not the overwhelming majority of a payment. Right. And it just depends. And so it depends on each individual situation. Right. But regardless, even if it's in its most expensive state, it gives, especially now, homeowners access to the housing market and access to the financial benefits of homeownership sooner rather than later. Yeah. So let's use an example. And I, I wrote this up. I posted it to my blog. I did, a, I did a reel on it yesterday. We can do a deep dive here. Too often people think that the, the, the math doesn't work. They got to save 20% down. But let's say you got an average $350,000 house in our market. If you're going to rent an equivalent house in Chicago. It's probably two grand a month, right? Easy. So let's call it two More. grand a month to keep the math. But yeah, let's call it the math months. simple. So let's say you're going to turn around and you're going to pay rent for two grand a month and save $1,000 a month, which is no small task. You're going to do that for three years because you already got 35 grand in the bank. So you have 10%, but you're not going to buy. We're going to rent for two grand a month. We're going to save another thousand a month. And in three years, we'll have $35,000. But you know what you won't have? $72,000 in rent. Gone. 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 Right. And your landlord's mortgage, not yours. That 72 grand is a big number. So if you were instead, to go buy a place, and, and let's say you had the 20%, you got no PMI, the monthly payment's $18.62 a month at 7%. So if you pay another $4.50 a month in taxes and insurance, no PMI, maybe you pay $23.12. Um, plus the E-word. Plus the E-word. So the thing is that you're going to pay, you're going you're gonna to create tax deductions for the next three years of about six grand a year. I, can, mm -hmm. I, I explained the math in the article, but let's just say six grand a year. Right. Additionally, you're going to pay the loan down by $230 a month. But let's say, so that's, that's nice, right? Like at the end of the day, you stop renting and, but you don't have, but now you don't have the 10% down. You're like, I can't do that. Or in the 20% down. But if you take your 10% and do that today, same 350 house, you get a light, a slightly better interest rate on your mortgage. You may ask yourself, why do I get a slightly better interest rate on my mortgage? Because the lender passes some of the savings that the insurance allows them. The insurance is covering some of the risk. So right. they can give you a slightly better interest rate. Mm -hmm. So your payments may be $230 more expensive before PMI. Add another maybe 100 bucks, 85 bucks for PMI. Maybe it's $300 a month more expensive than saving 20% down. But when you buy today and you use PMI, you stop renting. So you save that $72,000. Which is doing nothing for you. Additionally, today in 2023 or early 2024, you get on the homeownership bandwagon. And let's say houses don't jump 10% next year, but they go up an average of 3% over the next three years. You're going to create 3% or $10,500 a year, not compounded, just 10,500. We'll keep it easy. In equity, each of the next three years, mm -hmm. conservatively, not Conserv that's conservative, three conservative, right? Because that house could be 10% more by June, as we talked about, but we're not using that as the example. 3% appreciation will get you 10,500 a year for three years. 
add that to the 72 you just saved. That's 103,104. Yeah. And your deduction goes up from about 6,000 a year in tax savings to about 6,600, almost another $20,000. So it is over $120,000 in net worth to you as a buyer to buy today instead of waiting three years. Right. So at the end of the day, does it really matter if rates are eight or seven or six and a half or five? If you can afford the payment today, and that's the, the key if, right? Like, let's not, let's not dismiss the folks who are not qualified anymore because rates have priced them out. I get that. But what we're talking about now is the people who have voluntarily gone to the sidelines and can't afford to buy today. You're passing on $120,000 potentially yeah. in net worth. When you're a homeowner, it changes everything. And you should be looking to be greedy now while everybody else is scared of the current market. And that's my PMI rant for today. Yeah, no, and that is so important when other people and we've heard the great investors, whether they're investing in stock, whether they're investing in real estate, when everybody else is running for the hills, you run the opposite way because there's something good coming. And, exactly. and, and that's how you're going to build wealth. Um, yeah, so I think everything you said there is just is so, so uh, important for buyers to take into account. Hey, I want to let everyone know that if you're not watching us live now, you can you can listen to us, download our podcast on Spotify, download our podcast on Apple, yes. download our podcast on Amazon. We're on pretty much every a podcast streaming platform you might or might not listen to, but we'd love to have you live. And if you have any comments and you're watching us on YouTube at Larry Shackman or on Facebook at launch my listing or on link book, link, link book. I think I just created something. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like it. You just mashed it all up. I love it. Yeah. On LinkedIn at, at Larry Shackman, uh, drop us a comment if you have one, because we can see it and we'll get right on it. But uh, having said all that, um, yeah, Dylan, I mean, the, the stat that I gave earlier at the top, where even though we have this, this place we're in right now with still very limited inventory, right? We still have shot up 9% in houses under contract over last year at the same time. Right. So, I mean, that I think is a significant comment on the fact that buyers are still out there. They are sure. still out there. And they, and I'm telling you, when this market, when we see even six and a half percent interest rates, you will start to see this market explode. And when we get to five point eight to six, forget about it. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. But if it happens, you're not doing then yeah. what you would pay now for. No, no, yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think that I, I, the, there's one part of this, Larry, that argues for waiting, and I'll get to that in a second. But the thing is that the 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 window is to not be is to be now be there now in front of everybody else, right? Yeah. And make this stuff happen. The only argument. I think that is valid today for I will buy later is what you alluded to. There's not enough inventory. The house I want to it's live in for my family is not available and on the market. Keep looking. I, I, I completely agree. But I think that that's a legitimate, hey, you know, because look, all, all of this from an investment standpoint makes sense, right? This $120,000 in equity that's in or in net worth that is theoretically available today is no joke and should be pursued. But if you can't find a house you're going to be okay living in, I get that. And, and so you may have to wait for some inventory to come in, but understand that when you do that, five other people who've also been on the sidelines may now be competing with you to get that house under contract. 
Absolutely. And it's going to happen. Supply and demand drives everything. For sure. Same thing in the housing market. And we've experienced that in the recent past. And I still believe that if I'm right, and I'm not saying I will be, I mean, right now I'm looking good, but I'm not putting any bets on anything. But if I'm right and rates come down to six, six and a half percent, forget it. Yeah, I agree. It's all going to break loose and buyers are going to be out there. Prices are going to be driven up and everything Dylan just said, you know, everything you just said comes to roost. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you can't find the right house, that's legitimate. However, if you're sitting around waiting to save 20% down, that's not like you're, you're losing money. Be greedy and go do it now. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Oh, by the way, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, you know, we're talking about all of this because people have so many questions about real estate, right? Right. I mean, they really do. I mean, everybody wants to go out and FISBO their home, right? Until they try FISBOing their home. And I'm not saying you can't be successful. You can be 100%. And if you're trying to sell your home, by owner and you want some help and some suggestions or anything else, call me. I'll help you. 630-921-0611. Absolutely will help you. So, Keep- Larry, I think this is a good sex segue to uh, the, the scroll. If I had a bunch of real estate questions just randomly, would there be a compilation available of questions and answers that I might be able yeah. to access? What is that right over my left shoulder? <laughs> I know I'm putting it right on the T for you, right? <laughs> If you guys, I just wrote this new book called The Top Tens of Real Estate, 32 top 10 real estate lists that are proven to maximize your profit when you buy, sell, or invest in any type of real estate. So if you'd like to get that book, yeah, you can go buy it at, you know, Amazon or wherever else. However, if you'd like to get it for free, I'd love to send you the ebook. Just text me book, the word book at 630-921-0611. And I will be happy to send you this book. So getting right back into what we were talking about, because people do have a lot of questions about real estate and there's a lot of crazy crazy things going on in the media right now about real estate and people are confused, you know, because you could watch one station or one show and get one bit of information and watch another show and get another bit. And it really just matters, you know, which is your, which is your clan, which is your group that you're going to listen to. I, I agree. You know, one of the things Larry about all the, all the doom and gloom, in the, in the news, in the financial media, you watch CNBC and, and you know, Diana Olick is like, oh, the sky is falling. You know what? Here's the thing. It might be a bad time for home builders, for Coldwell Banker, for mortgage, national mortgage lenders, right? Uh, you know, the, the, the loan depots of the world that are publicly traded. Yeah. Uh, are they challenged? Is it difficult for them? Sure. Yeah. That, and, and look, that's a legitimate conversation about that portion of the market but that's really the business end of things. For the average consumer, the person who's got the money to make a down payment and can get into home ownership today, that's not your conversation. That's conversation for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation for you, which is, can I buy a place today that is going to give me tax advantages, that is going to stop me from renting, and is going to uh, put me in a position where I have more net worth two, three, five years from now than I do today. And that answer is unequivocally yes for most folks. Yeah. I think you want to kind of think about all of this in a micro way as opposed to a macro way. Great way to put it. Yeah. Because, you know, all of our worlds are very small now. And it's all about it's all about what we can do for our families, the best position we can put our families in moving forward. And there is no question about that. All you have to do is look back over the last 47 years in the real estate business 
and see how houses have uh, how uh, their um, values have risen over the past 47 years. I think there's been three years in the last 50 years almost where houses have not freaking gone up in value. Well, and there's been six in the last 80, right? So everybody yeah, who's in breath for another crash is just is whistling past the graveyard at the end of the day look we have in spite of the fact i don't i don't really want to segue into the politics of this in spite of the fact that our immigration policies are reducing immigration household formation is still at its highest level largely in part to the demographics i've mentioned on this show before of 28 to 35 year olds being the largest spread since the great depression and and the baby boom Mm -hmm. We're finding ourselves with not enough houses and too many households being formed relative to the amount of houses available for those households. Yeah. So prices, by definition, cannot drop. But imagine if everybody, again, this is a national trend, right? So, uh, you know, let's not talk specifically about the Chicago market, but there's tens of thousands of people now being housed as immigrants who are currently not here legally. Mm -hmm. um, but let's say that the next administration comes in and says, we're going to get all these people on a path to citizenship. Now they need housing, right? Like right now we're converting in Chicago, we're converting park district buildings and old schools into housing for them. Oh yeah. But, but you get them, on a path to some to, to citizenship or at least a path to permanent residency, they will need housing in three to five years. And we don't have it. No, we and don't. You think value and, and you like you read on the internet somewhere, value is going to drop 30%. Get out of here. Yeah. It's I mean, that's insane. I, as a matter of fact, I'll give you three office buildings in downtown Chicago. We can convert to condos tomorrow or right. section eight housing tomorrow and uh, solve all of our problems in the city. Because that's the other thing, what people, I think, you know, we get really, and you know, we're in residential real estate and we get all caught up in that. But one of the big things that is going to change the real estate market fundamentally, our downtown metropolitan areas are going to see a drastic change in their highest and best use of those buildings down there because yep. companies are no longer renting out 20, 30 and 40,000 square feet. They, they now know they don't need that. People can come into the office once or twice a week, if at all. And uh, so we're gonna see a huge, a absolute huge sea change in our downtown metropolitan areas over the next, I think, five to 10 years, and even in the near future. I think you're right. I think that's legitimate. I, I, I think ultimately, look, that real estate has already been built, right? How it needs to be physically converted. But the reality is, um, you know, I, I, have, I have family that has lived in um, downtown Chicago and friends that have lived in downtown other markets, uh, the, the lifestyle you can enjoy when you get the opportunity to live without a car, right? And you can walk to everything, in, including some of the amenities that good big cities have near their high rises. Yeah. There, there's a lot of value there. Um, oh, and, yeah. and, and so uh, the idea that you can live and work in downtown, I mean, and, and for all the people who are like, oh, Chicago, Chicago's dead. It's not safe. It's this, it's that, blah, 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 blah. Oh. Take any Wednesday night in the summer, there's 10,000 people wandering around the riverfront and the river walk and the restaurants and the bars and the, and the weather and the lake. And because the quality of life enjoyment supersedes all these other problems. And don't get me wrong, the city's got problems and, and, and it's got to get fixed. All big cities have problems. But, I don't know what predicting the demise of, of big cities or urban, li or urban living. Insane. Uh, it is the is a losing argument. It's a losing argument. I agree with you, and it's a it's a really uh, and I I definitely do not want to get into the politics of anything, let alone you know what we started to talk about a little bit ago with immigration. But the reality of it is is that 
all of our administrations in the last, I don't know how many decades have completely failed us when it comes to our immigration policies, because the one thing that we have over every other country in the world ever, people want to come here. They want to come here. You know, I mean, uh, um, Steve Jobs, and correct me if I'm wrong at this, but his dad was Syrian born and moved to moved to the United States and Steve Jobs and Wozniak or whatever, they invent, uh, you know, Apple. Right. Uh, this is huge. This is a big deal. We need to figure this out. But again, I'm not getting into the politics. All yeah, time. no, no. Let's let, 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 let's not get here on that. Um, I, I think the most important thing that I was segueing to is, look, it, it has the potential to continue to impact real estate. One of the things that that is challenging from an immigration standpoint, is you can't have people here for two or three years waiting to be processed and then be like, eh, you know what? You're all going back. Like yeah. at some point, the at some point, the 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 reality is that the politicians will figure out some way to kind of get on a path to staying. Yeah, who knows? And staying, you, know, you need to be housed. I uh like a lot of us out here. Um you know, I'm losing faith in a lot of people that we put in office because like like we just said earlier, in our business, there's no problem. And I'm not I get it. Immigration is way bigger than a financing glitch in a real estate deal. Right. But there is in our business, there's no problem that we cannot solve. And if we can't solve it, we just deliver the news and we move on from there to accomplish our goal. However, we have to. But um, as far as, you know, having any confidence in, in the people we elect to actually, it's just, it's starting to be a wear down for me and others, I think. You know, I hear you, Larry. I'll, I'll offer you this word of encouragement because I know you're a guy who can get exhausted by the politics of the day and, and, and frustrated. Uh, historically, we are not very different than most other countries throughout history. Uh, we're not going to make real, you know, we're not going to really make hard decisions until we have to. I think the best thing about our country generally is we've made the right decision. We just don't often do it until we have to. And, and I think that have to yeah. day is coming, but it's not here today. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing and yeah. putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And we'll keep podcasting and go from there. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. You have to bring this down to that micro level and just keep moving forward. Just exactly. keep moving forward. Don't get hung up in all the people trying to uh, separate us because at the end of the day, we are all the same. And getting right back to the uh, housing uh, market without and, and getting qu as quickly away from politics as we can. Good. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's important again for buyers to wrap themselves around some of the things we've talked about today, because if you listen to the wrong news, they could send you down the wrong path. You, we are not, the real estate market is not melting down. It's not melting down now. It's not melting down next year. I'm going to throw myself out there and say that you can you can call me whatever you want to call me next year if I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be wrong. And, uh, you know, it just amazes me how many people still like like you say, are whistling past the graveyard and are like, you know, they're thinking everything's going to just implode and i just don't see where they're getting that empirical evidence from twitter yeah twitter yeah. much twitter yeah call it what i call it whatever you want to call it the reality here is um look i, I think we all are have been victimized or, or or allowed ourselves to get persuaded maybe it's a better way to phrase it uh by some of the stuff on social media and and at the end of the day yeah Things that get attention on social media are either 
absolutely wonderful, right? Like we've all seen videos of, you know, kumbaya and, 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 and inspirational stuff. And it's fantastic. And then it's the doom scrolling stuff. And I, I'm just not here for it. I, I, I live in the real world. I work in the real world. I work in this market. And at the end of the day, I, I think it's a challenging market for us as a business, but for the consumer, for the home buyer, um, it, it's it, it's probably as true as it's been in a long time, which is you can get yourself a good deal and build yourself some net worth. And so stop the doom scrolling and it's okay to look at the math and, and be greedy and yeah. say, hey, look, the, the, the motivation to own a place I'm comfortable living in at a payment I can afford and stop renting. And like I said, if your rent's two grand a month over the next three years, you're going to save $72,000 in unpaid rent. Add that. So huge. Add that to, you know, six grand plus a year in tax benefit and maybe 10 grand a year in appreciation. And, and all of a sudden you start talking about a, a hundred thousand dollar opportunity that is at hand. You're smart enough to take it. But if you have to pay 50 grand more for the same house or 30 grand more for the same house, in six months, how's it help? Hey, I have a question say? for you. You know, I'm, I'm a real estate agent, you know, I'm a broker, I'm a title agent, but I stay in my lane. So when I have questions on behalf of a client I'm working with right. or anything else, I say, Hey, do me a favor and call Dylan because I don't want to ask him and then come back and give you the report, whatever he told me, because things get lost in translation. Right. Give Dylan a call, talk to him, uh, and he'll, and, and I have a question I want to ask you, but how do people get in touch with you? Uh, people, folks can call or text me at 630-708-7088. Okay. So again, so you can call or text 630 708 7088. And if you guys have any questions at all, you want a second opinion, you want, you're looking to get pre-approved, you're thinking about buying in the future, you have some questions, give Dylan a call. I have a question. So sure. we, we've talked about house hacking a lot, right? Yep. And it's a big deal. I actually, a lot of younger people are looking at this as a huge, huge, as an option for them and a huge opportunity for them. A lot of younger people right. that are just getting into the market are looking very closely at that. And I've, I've actually sold several two and three flats to younger families that are moving in, living in one of the units, renting out the other two. How does PMI come into play with that type of purchase? Or well, does again, well, again, any property that you put less than 20% down on, you're going to end up with PMI. So it just depends on the size of the down payment. But if you're house hacking, you know, as we've discussed previously for the last couple of weeks now, the guidelines have changed and you can buy a place that you're going to live in that has three or four units for as little as 5% down. Now, is the PMI expensive? Yeah, I saw a transaction last week being put together at 5% down for a borrower with a little bit of a challenge credit score, 660-ish. And that $500,000 purchase price with 5% down or a 475 loan had almost a thousand dollars in PMI every month, but the math still worked mm -hmm. because the rents were there. Mm -hmm. So the other three rents were helping to pay the PMI. So again, getting to the point and kind of the theme of today's show, PMI in and of itself is not negative or evil or to be avoided. It is a financial tool when understood correctly, can help you. And what I mean by that is, let's talk about this, the example I gave earlier, because I know those numbers like that. On a $350,000 house, if your PMI is $85 a month at 10% down, you probably have a 740 credit score. But again, we talked about the idea that you're going to access $10,500 a year in 3% appreciation, right? So that's $900 a month in appreciation, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, maybe 800, call it 800. Right. 
But if your PMI is $85 a month, if I was in a transaction across the table and I gave you $85 and you'd give me 800 every time I did it, wouldn't you do that every month like that? You do it as many times as you could. Yeah, of course. That's the same analogy here, Larry, is, is the idea that you get access to this appreciating asset for an incremental, in this example, $85 a month. And that financial difference is the power of home ownership. And the thing is that that PMI is not potentially there forever. If you wake up in three at the end of three years and the house is up another 10%, right? Three, three, and three for nine, compounding a little 10%, and you've paid the loan down a little, even if rates are the same, you could refinance and get rid of the $85. Or you could talk to the lender and prove that the value is up and get rid of the PMI. It'll fall off automatically in a 10% example, somewhere around seven years. Mm -hmm. So it's not permanent. I yeah. Mean, and you know what? At the end of the day, that 85 bucks isn't as bad as the 72,000 in rent you're going to pay over the that breaking years. You pay someone else's money. That too. Yeah. Yeah. So one again, more. Be smart. Be, yeah. Be greedy, but be smart. Yes. Yes. And, and I, I like the way you put that. Be greedy, but be smart. And I know you're being, you know, you're being funny when you use when you say greedy. But the reality of it is, is that, yeah, I mean, there's a way for you to do this. Even if you have to pay a little bit more monthly right now, you're still putting yourself in a way better financial. Position yes. Moving that forward. is the most important thing is how do you financially benefit your family? Now, and the answer is you find a house that's workable at these prices so that you're not trying to beat. Look, if you have to <coughs> beat people off with a stick for uh, the same house in six months because rates are five and a half, did you really win? The payment's no. down because the payment might be at 5%, which on the current math would save you. $200 a month. But the fact is, if you pay 50 grand more for the house, it might be $200 a month more expensive anyway. So that's the same payment you get right now. You're like, oh, I got five. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. What's the definition of dumb. This is exactly why you guys need to work with people that understand all of this, have been doing this for 20 plus years and have been immersed in this and have seen the different changes in markets and how that affects people's perception, buying, selling, whatever. All right. Before I let you go one more time, how do people get in touch with you? Call or text 630-708-7088. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Dylan Kramer. He is the mortgage guru and mortgage problem solver. And uh, we have a lot of great guests coming up. I'm going to wrap this up. I will see you on Saturday. You're bright and early on Saturday. Thanks, Larry. Okay, bud. I'll see you. Have a great day. Right, you got it. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap this up. But uh, before we do, I just wanted everyone to know that, listen, if you're looking to buy, sell or invest, I've been doing this for 23 years. I will help you in either of those cases. Just give me a call at 630-921-0611. We have team members throughout the country. We can help you regardless of where you are. And uh, we look forward to doing that. Even if you just have some questions, you're not ready to engage uh, a broker to buy, sell or invest with or help you do that. Even if I could just help you with some questions, you could also email me at Larry at TrustedAgentUSA.com. So uh, if there's anything I can help you with, just give me a call or email me or text me. And again, the best way to get in touch with me is by text at 630-921-0611. And if you just text the word book, I will send you my new free ebook the top tens of real estate, 32 top 10 proven real estate lists to help you maximize your profit when you sell, buy or invest 
or if you're if you are selling and you're looking to save a boatload of money on your title insurance policy i'm a title agent i will be able to save you a minimum of a thousand dollars on your title agency policy so uh with that said like i said at the top of the show we're a little more than two weeks out from christmas a little more than three weeks out from new year's then all hell breaks loose again right 2024 is just around the corner and uh i'm gonna wish you guys an early very profitable very happy wonderful new year and it's only december 6th so there you go all right you guys take care love you guys thank you for tuning in and uh be sure to tune in again on saturday we have some great guests coming up and uh we'll see you saturday at not 11 o'clock we'll see you saturday at nine o'clock all right you guys take care Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Radio with your host, Larry Shackman, the real estate therapist and top producing broker. Now go to trustedagentusa.com and save thousands when you sell, buy, or invest. Illinois license number 475-145-795. Tune in next week for the ultimate real estate radio experience.